Hello everyone, I'm Erica and this is Wine and Refine. On this refinement journey, I've gathered some gems that I will be sharing along the way over an extra large glass of wine. I'm on this journey to becoming and falling in love with my most beautiful and authentic self and I hope you do as well. Now grab your bottle and grab your glass and let's get into this refinement journey together. Cheers. So this past weekend, um, I went to a vineyard with one of my sorority sisters, and it's called uh, the Childress Vineyard. It's actually in Lexington, North Carolina, so not too far from me. And oh my gosh, it was oh, it was amazing. We had the best lunch. Then we went and actually got to like walk through the vineyard and got to taste test a whole lot of um, Moscato, not Moscatos, um, mimosas. Um, with our lunch and it was just it was such a good time but I also figured I would get a wine to match the vineyard so I actually got a sweet white a sweet white wine um, from the Childress Vineyards in Lexington North Carolina um, I didn't get it while I was there I got it from the store but still it still goes um, it's actually a really sweet muscadine wine I've had it before and I love muscadine wines um, little fun fact, I actually didn't know um, muscadine grapes were called muscadine grapes So I got to college. Um, I had a roommate who corrected me because I always call them scuffalongs because like they're like you're just scuffing along and you see uh, and you see these grapes and that's what we grew up calling them scuffalongs. Then eventually, I got to college and I had this roommate. She was from New Jersey. She was like, scuffalongs. No, nah, girl, those are muscadines. <laughs> and so that's how I learned that. But like, uh, it's such it's such a powerful flavor. And so I love a nice muscadine wine. And so that's what we're going to crack open today. Let me see. But yeah, this is sweet white wine. And let me see what it say. Oh, usually it has stuff like written on the back. This one doesn't. Okay, but that's cool. Uh, so let's see. About a week ago, there was this huge debate for like the millionth time just stirred itself up on the internet, right? Sorry, wanted to sip. Um, but it stirred itself up on the internet, right? Comedian and actress Monique got on Instagram and talked about how we shouldn't be wearing our bonnets out in public, how it doesn't look good. Now, stay with me before you get upset and turn me off. I have a different take on this, okay? Now, I have just a different take on it, like, like I do on several things, right? So she stated that we as black women need to stop going out in public in our bonnets and make ourselves look presentable. Because while we might have a lot of pride in ourselves, we appear as though we don't, okay? While, while I understand what she's saying, I have a different take, okay? There are some things in which I'm a big supporter of minding my own business, and this is one of them. It does nothing for me to go and tap a sister on the shoulder and be like, hey, do better. At least not in like that aspect. Like it just costs zero dollars to mind your own business. Like, but anyway, so as someone 
in the mental health field, right? I've been able to work with just a range of age, age groups who are coming to me with a different array of mental health problems. So my first thought when I hear things like this is just the client that I had who was dealing with depression. I used to listen to her and motivate her to do the smallest task because she had the hardest time just getting out of bed in the morning. So her task used to be things like get dressed, make breakfast, start the washing machine. Like you don't even have to empty it. I just want you to put clothes in there and hit start. That's it. Or just go outside and see how your garden's doing. Just the simplest thing. Because y'all, she just could have the hardest time getting out the bed in the morning. It's it just, it was just a struggle for her. And so getting her to successfully do those things was a huge win for someone who had to fight just to get out of the bed in the morning. So someone who had or has depression similar to the way she did, leaving your house is huge. So imagine this, right? Someone in that same position finally had the ability and the energy to get themselves out of bed and to leave their house and maybe they aren't looking their best. Maybe they're in pajamas or they have their bonnet on or they're in slippers. They just don't look what you would consider their best. They just had a big win by leaving the house. But now you are going up to them and bringing them down a few notches on something that should be a win for them. And I just say all that to say, you don't know what they're going through. Pick your battles and that one just ain't it. Like it can also come down to just the way you're raised on top of that. It's like, yes, there could be a mental health um, portion where you don't know what they're going through. So you could mind your business in that aspect. And then it's also just the way, the way you were raised. We get a lot of habits from our parents, whether we like them or not. Okay. I don't wear shoes in the house because my parents didn't allow it. I can't cook in a dirty kitchen because I didn't grow up cooking in a dirty, in a dirty kitchen. So it drives me crazy. And I also don't wear a bonnet and scarves outside of the house because that's not something we did or we saw my mom do growing up. None of these things are wrong to do if you do them. Like do them, don't do them. Either way, it's fine, right? We just had habits that followed us into adulthood. But I want to take this a step further, right? What makes you feel confident? I'm going to take a sip of wine and I want you to really think about it. What makes you feel confident? I want to talk about this on two separate levels, okay? First of all, what is it that you like to wear that helps you feel the most confident? Like there really isn't a wrong answer to this question. And maybe your favorite pair of Jordans, loafers, heels, maybe some Converse's. Um, It could be a dress, a blazer, or your jeans. Like for me... It's a dress and heels, but that's just what makes me feel confident, okay? I used to actually like love wearing heels to school back in high school, and I just like to hear the click down the hallway, and I also like to see how like people would just automatically move out my way. They wouldn't even look back to see who it was. They just hear the click and know to get out the way, and it just made me feel powerful. Always has. Love wearing heels. So every once in a while, I'll actually like even wear heels to work now if I like to or if I feel like it. I don't wear them to work often just because as an intern, I was given a little word of advice. While there are some things that are like 
not part of my job description, I still have to do them. And one of them is sometimes I got to chase a kid down the hallway because kids want to act up sometimes. So my my site supervisor, when I was an intern, legit told me that she makes sure she can run in all her shoes so that way, um, because you never know when a student might want to be, you know, a runner and a track star. And now I got to stop little Johnny from running out the building and into the woods because he don't feel like taking a math test. True story. Yo. So now on the other side of the spectrum, yes, I like, I have those things that I like that I feel confident in. And one of those is my dresses and my heels. And then on the other side, I also love my braids, right? I will put some box braids in my head in a second and can't nobody tell me anything. My attitude and my confidence level just all elevates to a new level as soon as that last braid has been put in, okay? Now, granted, should your confidence come from the things you have on? No, but it can add to it, right? I love my natural hair, but my attitude and confidence elevates with with some braids in. So think about it. And what makes you feel the most confident? But also, have you ever thought about how you look when you walk into a room? Do you stand tall? Do you make eye contact? Do you speak clearly and with purpose? These have all been things I have been working on over a period of time to improve. Because I it just wasn't a skill set for me. So for the longest time, I would walk into a room just looking scared. Like no eye contact, slouched over, fidgety, trying so hard to fake it till I make it. But I'm not fooling anyone. So honestly, I I practice it to get better at it. Like I take every opportunity to look up when I walk or when I'm in a meeting, not in a creepy way. Like I ain't trying to be out here staring into people's souls, but I let them know that like, hey, you have been acknowledged. And so like I actually go on walks around the neighborhood and I practice walking with my head up. Or even when I'm walking down the hall at school, I think there's I think there's so many things, especially as black women, that tell us we can't do something. We can't wear certain things or colors. We can't walk or talk a certain way because we might come off as too angry or too aggressive. There are so many things that we are supposed to do to not only show that we take pride in ourselves, but to also look like we take pride in ourselves. But on the other side, there are other women who might walk around in a messy bun and sweats and no one bothers them. No one thinks to tap them on the shoulder and say, hey, why'd you leave your house like this? Why do you look like this? Do you not love yourself? Do you not care about yourself? But yet we are our own worst critic. But when you really think about it, do all those things and living with all those thoughts in your head all the time of what do, what, like, how do I appear to other people? Um, it all adds up. And eventually it adds up to you living for other people. And that's not what we're trying to do here. Remember that this refinement journey is doing the things that honor you. So what do you have or do you? So what do you have or what do you do that makes you feel the most confident, the most beautiful, or the most authentically you? When you walk into a room, how do you want to portray yourself? It is not up to other people to decide if we take pride in ourselves. It's up to us to make the necessary adjustments to take that pride in ourselves 
to take that pride in ourselves because at the end of the day, the only voice that matters is our own. And the fact that we are so critical of everything that we do and so so often I feel like people just have these voices in their heads like you're always being judged and that's no way to live. And so I guess that was just the real point that I want to make of today's podcast because just listening to Monique speak and also reading through some of the comments of what people had to say, it was just, it's just a lot. And at the end of the day, I feel like a lot of it was just us being so critical of each other. And while I do think we should learn how to support each other, I also feel like we should learn how to support each other in a way that doesn't always necessarily mean bringing somebody else down. And so keep that in mind when people start talking about what you're doing or what you're doing or what someone else is doing or what they're wearing or how they're acting. Like, I'm not saying don't be a sister to somebody, but at the same time, also be able to show a little empathy and also think through that the fact that you don't always know what someone is going through. And so we need to start trying to be the best selves for ourselves, not for eeny, meeny, miny, mo down the street. Because at the end of the day, the only voice that matters is our own. Thanks for listening. However, I would love to hear from y'all too on this refinement journey we're on. And so please feel free to like, comment, and share. And also please interact with me on my Instagram, wine and refine underscore pod. Till next time.